This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by Shaker and Spoon. Captain's Log, Stardate. I don't know, there's like 140 stars within a mile of me, so we're going to skip that bit. We received a package today from a company called Shaker and Spoon, and Colin and Jesse are already face deep in the box. It has three recipes for creating cocktails, plus all the ingredients you need, minus the alcohol. As someone who's been gargling swamp hooch for the last how many forevers I've been up here, wow, we got the vodka brunch box. Each recipe makes four servings, and we've already had the blood and sage and the slow rush. So easy to make, even Greg the Zebra was tending bar, and the results were magnificent. If you're foolish enough to listen to this show, we've got an actual smart thing for you to do. $20 off any linked subscription if you go to shakerandspoon.com slash oz9. Get a box delivered to your airlock each month and $20 off your subscription at shakerandspoon.com slash OZ number nine. Enjoy, Space Monkeys. Captain out. As evening approaches on their second day aboard the Oz-9, the crew is starting to settle in. Captain Madeline is still trying to figure out if a coitoscope is a real thing or not, and if so, does it need fixing. Joe gave up on the highly questionable repair project and went off to dust some pods that don't need it. Leet is lying unconscious somewhere, which is looking more and more like the job he's best suited for on the Oz-9. And Colin is trying to make sandwiches to take with him on a search for the sleeping quarters. As he hasn't yet realized he needs to peel the plastic off his cheese, I don't have high hopes for him not starving to death in the vastness that is an Oz ship. Great. He's unconscious. Now what are we supposed to do? Uh, drag him off to the uh, airlock like we did last time. A. We have no arms to drag him with. And B. I'd rather not get fried by the AI again. Thank you. She might do some lasting pickles. Ah, uh, wait, uh, pickles? Yes, Tater Tot? No, you said pickles, eh? You said the AI might do some lasting, uh, pickles, eh? Oh, I thought you were flirting with me. Damage. I meant lasting damage. Fortunately, there was none. Uh, you sure about that? I am perfectly sound. I ran 47 diagnostics just now. And they all came back nuggets. Negative. No, actually, I feel quite optimistic. Well, that's a profound relief. Uh, still doesn't answer our current uh, situation we got going on here. Oh. We still have legs, correct? It uh, appears that way. Then I suggest we cabbage. Huh. Cabbage? Mm, hey, what happened? Why am I on the floor? Olivia? Run! 
with me, with me. Bring your leg this way. How's about you uh, bring your leg this way? Fine, just move. Oh man, my head. I really hate that robot. Olivia? Olivia, can you hear me? Oh, hello, Lee. There you are. I was looking for you. Why didn't you answer? I was unconscious. Oh dear. You didn't eat one of those cleaning pods again, did you? I told you those are not candy. No, the repair robot knocked me out. The repair bot? It's alive. I thought I killed that thing. I brought it back online to do repair work. I thought if I left the arms off, it'd be safe. And yet still able to do repairs? I would give it arms on an as-needed basis, but he headbutted me and took off. For a repair bot, it does do a fair amount of damage to you, doesn't it, poor thing? Let's get you to a healer for that head. Seat's probably so warm for the last time you were in there. So I'm guessing you don't have a uh, boinkometer either, then. <laughs> there must have been a special on frat boys on hiring day at Gated Galaxies. <sighs> Some days I hate this job. Considering you're on day two, that's what, 80% of the time? No, I, I pretty much hated it yesterday, too. This ship is falling apart, my crew is ridiculous at best, Olivia... Yes, Madeline. ...is the best thing about this ship. Thank you. Not exactly a high bar, is it? Still, we'll take the compliment in the spirit it was intended. So, uh, Jesse, the reason I called is we got a weird message yesterday. From Earth. What's weird about that? We get messages from Earth all the time. Do you? Man, what the heck? We haven't heard a peep from anyone. How do you get your coordinates, then? You get coordinates? Dispatches from friends and family, news updates, orders. You're telling me you haven't gotten any of those? No, what the hell? <laughs> oh, just kidding. We haven't heard a word. I reckon that's umbilical as well and truly cut. So what was the message you were hearing to do with me? Well, that's just it. It was a reporter from Earth said your sister told him your crew was dangerous. I mean, more dangerous than just likely to accidentally switch off life support like my bunch of bananas. Did you talk with him? No, my PR guy was afraid of catching germs. That sentence has so many things wrong with it. And you wonder why I hate this job. So, some guy dials you up from Earth, tells you he's a reporter and my crew is dangerous, then buggers off and that's it? Seems to be. Only it sounded like he didn't, uh, bugger off voluntarily. He was sort of buggered off. Buggered off? It didn't sound good there at the end. I think someone might have attacked him. Uh, right, yeah. Please don't use cultural slang if you don't understand it. Things get confusing. Oh, sorry. I didn't know you had a sister. Did I never tell you about her? Glenda. Right fancy princess, that one. She didn't so much walk as flounce. Didn't? Look, I appreciate the warning, but my crew's alright. At least they've had a bit of training, which makes them a fair sight less dangerous than that crew of nutters your sheep dogging. Right, well, message delivered. I need to get back to work on this ellipso-rogering scope. Not a real thing, Captain. Still needs fixing. Madeline out. Tartan cow. Let go of the button, Madeline. I meant for you to hear that. Stepping on board the Oz-9 is nothing if not a roll of the dice. So, if you're gonna take that chance, at least have some really gorgeous, high-quality, unique RPG dice to roll with. Fan Roll by Metallic Dice Games have classic metallic dice sets 
but also gemstones, acrylic, liquid core, and even a glow-in-the-dark option that's super cool and super handy when you can't find any night vision goggles. So many colors, materials, and designs to choose from. Plus, listeners to this show get 10% off your order. I'm guessing as a sort of consolation prize for listening to this show. Just use the code OZ9 at checkout. Get dice that are as unique as you and your character. Go now to fanrolldice.com and choose your dice, Space Monkeys, and get 10% off with code OZ9 at checkout. Hi. I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman, and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. I don't mind being in the healer because it's fixing the things that hurt and I'm worried that it's really small and tight and it's like I'm inside an egg but I can't hatch and my shell is shrinking but it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, everything's okay. (laughs) Who is that? Don't say God. It's Dr. Von Havazetzer. I'm just checking to see if you've done what I asked you to do. Clearly you are spending the time getting hurt and then healed in that. Maybe you could just uh, stay healthy and save a little time for these other things? Hey, I didn't put a killer robot on the ship. I thought that was how you say, uh, out of the commissions. Yeah, well, I thought we needed it, so I fixed it. You need the password to do this. You really can't decipher these passwords, can't you? That's so very useful. Also, why you give the life back to the things that tried to take it from you? I woke up in a pod storage room this morning. Half the pods in there were dark. Half? I thought I saw the robot destroying them before, so I woke it up to ask it. And what did you discover? Nothing. Except being headbutted by a robot really hurts worse than being headbutted by a goat. I expect this is true, but uh, you sound like you speak from experience. Yeah, once- I prefer not to know how foolish is the man in whom I put so much faith, thank you. You say you think the robot is responsible for the dead pods? Well, I think they did the damage, but I don't think they can act on their own. I think someone's telling them to kill all the people. Oof, Leet, you are sometimes sneaky clever. I will be mind-chewing on this tonight. Now tell me what you've discovered about our Olivia. I haven't had a chance to hack into her system yet. I don't know how to do it without her knowing. Yeah, this is the problem with the AI that is everywhere for sure. You keep trying. Just, uh, try a little faster, okay? She did tell me one thing. She said she was gapped. Like, right before launch, she said there was a tiny space in time when she wasn't? Wasn't what? Just wasn't. I see. This is uh, very interesting. When she told you this? Such openness from Olivia is surprising. She was counting my crunches. 
can get pretty intimate when you're counting someone's crunches. I don't know what this means, and please, I beg you not to tell me. So what does it mean? I am not sure, my friend Leet, but you are a good boy to tell me. It is perhaps nothing, but it is maybe important for me to know. Okay, I'm now going to off bugger and have some thinking. You finish up your healing, preserve your symmetry, and we'll talk again soon, okay? Sure. Hey, Doc! No singing! I'm already gone. Ding, ding, bye-bye. Entirely by accident, Colin has managed to stumble on the crew's sleeping quarters. The bunks, as they're known, are small rooms of about 8 feet by 8 feet, each with its own separate toilet and shower, and a small closet of personal effects. Each bunk also has its resident's name on a plaque outside the door. There's a bunk for Joe, one for Leet, a slightly larger one for Captain Madeline, and one for someone named Matt, who apparently never made it on board. Excellent! Computer! Computer! Yes, stupidly rich person pretending to be Colin. I beg your pardon? If you're going to refer to me by description, then I reckon I'll do the same. Of all the Oz ships, I ended up on the one with the AI that sulks. I need a nameplate. Well, obviously. Look, I don't want to... Uh, uh, wait? You agree with me? Just this morning, a very large piece of an aft section went flying off and shattered an enormous satellite, sending rather a lot of debris raining down on Earth Mostly on Sweden, which is unfortunate, as some very nice and tidy people live there. At last count, at least 11 alarms are going off. No, wait, hang on. 12. And I have a crew of pillocks who don't even know to take the plastic wrap off the cheese. But let's by all means get you a nameplate. Now look, computer. None of that is my fault or my business. I need to protect my disguise. What was that you said about the cheese? Did the word thick exist before you were born, I wonder? And if you think your disguise is working, I heard Madeline say to Joe, If you don't like his accent, wait five syllables. It'll change. Will you make me a nameplate or won't you? And who's Matt? One of the crew quarters is reserved for someone named Matt. Oh, damn. I knew I forgot something. That's unfortunate. What happened to him? He gets nervous. Right before launch, he had to pee. So I thought to go on. Just be quick about it. So he's lost somewhere on the ship? Uh, no. The ship's toilets weren't online. He went to use one of the portaloos on the tarmac. Poor Matt. I told him to hold it, but he said it'd be bad for his kidneys. Well, thank you for the quarters, Matt. Very kind. Your grief is touching. Well, I didn't know him, did I? And I was asleep in a pod when he got crispy McChicken fried, so I don't really know why I should feel sorry. Oh no, do carry on. So, a nameplate. I suspect you prefer Colin to Horace? Well, obviously. Right, it'll be delivered to that little slot over there. What little slot? The white one. In the white wall. Over there. Oh, for... Just get on with it. I'll see when it comes out. Excellent. Wait, this says colon. Oh, dear. Make another one and spell it right. Oh, I'm afraid I can't. Fresh out of nameplates. You're just lucky we had one to spare. You must be joking. You are always welcome to step back into your pod, Colin. Very funny. Never mind. I doubt most of this crew can read anyway. Now show me the way back to the crew room. And what was that about the cheese being wrapped in plastic? No wonder it tasted horrible. Oh, it'll still taste horrible, but at least it won't shoot out of the sandwich when you take a bite. 
It's fully night aboard the Oz-9, and everyone has gathered for a small celebration in the crew room. Sensors indicate they lost fewer pods than yesterday. Madeline is pretty sure she fixed something referred to in the handbook as an interferoshag. Leet's head and symmetry are repaired. Colin found the sleeping quarters. And Joe managed to trap the two-headed repair bot in an empty cargo hold. The fact that that cargo hold should actually be full of supplies doesn't seem to be bothering anyone, so who am I to ruin the mood? Well, Jesus! Oh, gee. Alright, everyone. Congratulations on a relatively low fatality day aboard the Oz-9. Woo! Absolutely wonderful! And here's to Matt! Matt? Oh, hell, I completely forgot about him. He was an engineer, wasn't he? Did you find him? Where's he been? Oh, uh, no. The computer told me he decided at the last minute to stay on Earth. Uh, I was his replacement. They replaced an engineer with a public relations guy? No offense, but I think Matt's skills might have been a bit more useful. I thought we were celebrating. Yeah, it's been a good day, right? Nobody died. 68 pods went dark. No, wait, hang on. 72, 73. Oh, well, okay, so 73 pods went dark, but nothing's happened to the ship. A big piece fell off and probably destroyed about an eighth of Sweden. Oh, 74. And about all this, I hasten to add, it's not my fault. Right. 74 pods, Sweden. What are we celebrating? I know how to keep the cheese and the sandwiches. To the sandwiches! To the the sandwiches! sandwiches! Well, that's one mystery aboard the Oz-9 solved. To hear the answers to the non-cheese-based mysteries, be sure to subscribe to Oz9 on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Himalaya, or wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to Tim Sherburn as Head 2 and Colin, Eric Perry as Head 1, Joe, and Dr. Von Habesetzer, Richard Cowan as Leet, Shannon Perry as Olivia and Madeline, Bonnie Brantley as Jesse, and me, Richard Nadolny, as your narrator. Our music is composed and performed by John Faley. Oz9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. If you enjoy Oz9 and wish to support us, you can find Oz9 merchandise on TeePublic at tpublic.com user slash oz9. And come wittily banter with us on Twitter. You'll find our Twitter handles on our website, oz-9.com. Our apologies to one-eighth of Sweden. Until next time, space monkeys. Narrator out. Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, people of Earth. My name is Schmo Brannigan. I have hacked into this RSS feed with a promotional feature for the Wizard Scroll podcast, transcribing in 3, 2, 1. Hold on, let me unfurl this Wizard Scroll real quick. Fire! 
went out of Baba Bowie. nowhere, ten humongous scorpions had surrounded the campsite. Tails outstretched. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Uh, can I get take your order? As he says, what are you going to get? I don't know what I want. I'm going to get the double, uh, triple, uh, lobster. Oh, I'll take one too. Two McLobsters. As if on cue, the camera panned upwards, directing everyone's attention towards the giant hot air balloon presently taking a pass over the stadium. Holy mother of sassafras, it's Gargo the Destroyer! Leaping into the frame from 420 feet there without a parachute! How are you liking those wizard flakes, kids? They're wizard-tastic! Part of a balanced breakfast. Wizard Scroll is available on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, and wherever else fine podcasts are found. This concludes today's promotional feature.